Welcome back to another episode of the Legacy Builder Podcast. I want to preface this by saying that this is a replay from 2022 when I got to sit down with Bianca Harris of the Phoenix Nicholas Center located in Indianapolis, Indiana. We met over IG Live and we talked about building your mental health before building wealth. And while we talked about that, she goes over some things that we need to do for self-care, weekly maintenance, daily maintenance, monthly maintenance, yearly maintenance, which was really good. And she also talks about some of the things that we need to do before we get to a point where we need help. It's okay to need help. She's there and she's available if help is needed, but she also talks about things that we can do to prepare ourselves before we get to that place. So I hope you enjoy this episode and really quickly before we dive in, let's hear a quick word from our sponsors. Hey there, it's Lori here. And before we continue, I wanna talk about a product that can help you achieve your goals and aspirations, the Kindle app. Did you know that according to a recent survey, over 80% of millionaires read at least two books per month? That's right, reading is a habit that many successful people swear by, and the Kindle app is the perfect tool to help you cultivate it. If you're a busy person who loves to read, but can't always carry a physical book with you, the Kindle app is the perfect solution. With the app, you can read all of your favorite books on the smartphone or tablet, no matter where you are. It's easy to use and has the same features as the physical Kindle, including adjustable font size and style, a built-in dictionary, and x-ray. The Kindle app is also an excellent way to save money on books, as many of the titles available are at a lower price compared to the physical copies. Plus, with Amazon's massive selection of books and magazines and newspapers, you'll never run out of things to read. Now, if you're looking for a few book recommendations to get you started with, I highly recommend The 4-Hour Workweek by Timothy Ferris and We Should All Be Millionaires by Rachel Rogers. These are two amazing books that can help you achieve your financial and your personal goals. So if you want to expand your knowledge, achieve your goals, and cultivate a reading habit like many successful people, I highly recommend the Kindle app. And the best part is, you can download it for free today by clicking the link in the description below and supporting our podcast in the process. Thanks for listening. Now let's get back to the episode. Awesome, awesome. Welcome, welcome. If you all are joining us as a Unica Faith, Anita Mack. Oh! Hey, Mama Matt. Perry. <laughs> yes. How you doing? We want to welcome you. Um, welcome you all. We um, I asked, I reached out to Bianca. I'm sorry. Let me introduce myself for those that don't know me. My name is Lori. I am the owner of Legacy Builder, which is a podcast that helps millennial moms and women understand and learn how to build their legacy and build businesses using the God-given talents that they already have. Um. So I reached out to Miss Bianca, and I'll have you, of course, introduce yourself. Um, and I really wanted to, first off, uh, actually, let me take another step back. Happy Black History Month, y'all. Ooh, we ooh. 2022. <laughs> 2022. <laughs> so I wanted to actually have a chat with Miss Bianca and kind of talk about, again, her expertise, which is, of course, mental health and uh, stability and of course you know all of your various studies and degrees that go into that and kind of tie that into um, you know women who are trying to figure it out trying to build businesses trying to of course you know create wealth for themselves and also you know their legacy so I wanted to of course I reached out to her so that we can just have this dialogue and have this talk because I feel like it's much needed and well over well overdue. So um, I will hand it over to you. And if you could introduce yourself, your businesses, business, businesses, and everything that you do, and then we'll, we'll, we'll get started. Well, thank you again, Lori. Like, I'm so excited about this. Um, so for those out here in these streets, my name is Bianca Harris. Um, I'm a licensed mental health therapist in Indiana. Um, I have a private practice um, called the Phoenix Nicholas Center, where we focus and specialize on providing high quality mental health services for black and brown bodies in marginalized and disenfranchised communities of color, primarily because we are often left out of the 
mental health conversations and the mental health considerations um, when it comes to quality service. We are over pathologized, over medicated and under respected. Um, so my goal is to be able to build a platform where we can normalize mental health and normalize black mental health um, and be able to get quality services without having the stigma of, oh, you're crazy. Oh, something's wrong with you. But just really uh, honing in on wellness. I'm going to put this back, y'all, because this ain't working, okay? <laughs> Okay, she, she don't know what to do with herself with all the hair. Girl, you know. You know I've been bald-headed for so long. Honey, we're going to put this over here. It's a little ponytail. But that is me, and I um, am so excited to be able to have these conversations where we can have kind of an honest dialogue about what it looks like because too often we get kind of pigeonholed and trying to have to figure out things for ourselves when really we just need a sounding board to be able to have that communication. Definitely, definitely agree. Definitely agree. I love that. I love all that you were doing. And of course, I really feel that all of what you are doing needs to be shared with the masses. So <laughs> definitely, 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 definitely. Okay, so I'm kind of just going off of this because I have a, a couple of questions, but I'm okay. kind of just, again, like you said, we just need to have this dialogue um, mm -hmm. And have this talk um, because I do feel as it is much needed. And like you said, it, a lot of the times we are, you know, pigeonholed and told, you know, all these various things. Like you said, uh, you're not crazy. You're crazy. Or and, and a big thing is, oh, ain't nothing wrong with you. You know, we're taught to, of course, bottle those things up and, and internalize a lot of those things because of the past trauma and the things that have been passed on to us. So that is definitely something that we need to, you know, figure out the root of the issue a lot of the times we know the root of the issue but we're still in a place where we don't act on it and we don't right. do something you know fix it because we're again taught to internalize it yeah. and you know it is what it is next you know right right so let's talk with this so 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 for those moms who are um and especially women who are take caretakers of someone other than themselves Mm -hmm. And trying to figure out like the mental aspect of starting a business or, you know, trying to create something that they can leave mm -hmm. a legacy afford. Like how, what is the, the mentality that, you know, one needs to have in order to do that? The first thing I would say that you have to have is um, a passion and not a desire. So we can have a desire to do a lot of different things. You know, I have a desire to be a size two, but I also have a desire to eat tacos. So those go, you know, are conflictual. But a desire is something that we are interested in and something that we think might be a good idea. But a passion is something that drives us. The reason we need to have a passion in something is First one, first of all, because you're going to put your all, it is going to be a quality product if you are passionate about it. Because the idea is that you want to present the best version of you. And anytime you are starting a business, a project, something that you're passionate about, it is an extension of you. So finding your passion is probably one of the first things that we can do. And the second thing is, I feel like you have to be very mindful of what your limits are, okay? Mm -hmm. And we do that by oftentimes, especially as women, we are, oh yeah, I got you. Oh, mm -hmm. Lori, can you help me do this? Uh -huh, I got you. Mm -hmm. Oh, mom calls. Oh, Lori, you should, okay. Next you know, we've said yes to 10 things, but we already had 12 things on our plate already. Now we have 22 things and we only have time to do five of them, right? right? So being able to identify what our own boundaries are. And that's one of the things that we don't do well with is a boundary, especially mm -hmm. when someone who we care about or someone that we are, that we love or that we, or something that we are invested in, we will say yes, when we really should say no. Mm. Um, no, and understanding that no is not a bad word, okay? No is a complete sentence. No is a complete thought. And we have to be able to say no, because if we say yes all the time, our quality goes down the drain. Mm. Because now we are trying to 
raise and be responsible for the people that we care about, which means our quality of care goes down because now we are snippy. We're tired. We may miss things. If you're taking care of someone elderly, we have, you know, medications, appointments, routines, things that impact quality of life Mm -hmm. that we are exhausted and we can overlook because we are tired. Mm -hmm. So knowing your finding your passion, knowing what your limits are, and then being intentional about self-care, okay? One of the things we do least is self-care. Yeah. Making sure that we are invested in ourselves first, not after dinner, not when the kids go to bed, not, oh, on Tuesday, first. Mm -hmm. When we take care of ourselves first, I mean, it's gonna, you're going to boom with whatever mm-hmm. you do because you've poured into you instead of having to always pour into everybody else. You're taking care of you, and the end result is you get this bomb product, this bomb relationship, all these things, and you will literally feel like Superwoman because you've taken care of you first. I don't really know if that answers your question, but I kind of like where I went. I, yeah, I think it rolled right. <laughs> Road, right? I think because a lot of the times people don't think about self-care and like you said mm-hmm. a lot of women and a lot of us have all of these dreams and goals right um, mm-hmm. and I see all the time with women who are wanting to build businesses they can't figure out what they want to do mm-hmm. they say, oh Keisha over here has the hair business my girlfriend um, you know Latoya over here has the the jewelry and I like that you know this person has the the drinks the teas this person has this and I want to try this and this and this and this and I want to do this and they're they're all over the place when they're trying right. to figure out what it is. And it's like they said, you have to have a passion for it. A mm-hmm. lot of the time they're like, Oh, it's just the money. I need some money. But like you said, if you don't have the passion for what you're trying right. to do and the passion for, you know, creating this this business, you're not gonna be able to produce the results that you want. So I mm-hmm. think that it definitely hit that on the head. And I think another thing too that you um touched on that I want to um, dig further into is the self-care aspect of it. Mm. it mm-hmm. What what does self-care look like? Like, what, what self-care looks like? Oh, this is my, every client that I have be like, oh, here she go again. She going to be on top of yes. I preach self-care mm-hmm. like it's the second coming to Jesus, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it is so simple and we Mm -hmm. try to make it complicated Mm -hmm. it's not okay self-care is anything that you do intentionally because it makes you feel good Mm. now it can be anything from taking a trip to taking a nap which is one of my favorite (laughs) self-cares love a good nap um it can be reading it can be cooking it can be talking to your significant other it can be anything that you want it to be but it has to be intentional the problem is is we often use self-care as an afterthought oh I'll do that tonight I'll do that you know later on after the kids go to bed I'll do that when I finish this report oh I'll do that when you know when 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 and then what happens is what we get tired we fall asleep Mm -hmm. or we put something in place of it so self-care should actually follow the two by two by two rule okay the two by two by two rule is that every two weeks you take yourself out on a date or an activity, okay? Now, that can be 
something that costs money, it can be a staycation, okay? But every two weeks, you have it planned out where this is what I'm going to do for me, okay? Mm -hmm. One of the things that I like to do, um, because, you know, we're still in the middle of the COVIDical out here, <laughs> right? <laughs> is I have about a handful of people that I talk to mm -hmm. and I plan to go to like my best friend's house and we'll sit up and watch the Golden Girls and live in single and talk until the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. That is my self-care because I'm not talking about work. I don't have to solve the problem. I'm not responsible for anything. It's just time to relax. Mm -hmm. So taking myself out and it don't cost no money because it's every gas, I guess. Netflix. Oh, <laughs> but, but I have no, no money. <laughs> uh, and then every two months, you take yourself on a trip. So this should be a 48 to 72 hour block of time that you take out. Now, I know everybody's going to say, well, I don't have the money to do that every two months. Okay, this doesn't have to call for money. Mm -hmm. It is a 72, 48 to 72 hour block of time that you take out of your schedule and you do something for you, okay? I have one coming up at the um, third week of February. And so I'm not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. I'm in my house. I'm not gonna have no pants on. I'm not answering my work phone. I'm gonna have snacks and I'm only talk to the people I want to and I'm paid, okay? because that's my time for me. I'm not writing nobody's report. I'm not solving nobody's crisis. That is my time for me. So that's to be every two months. Every two years, and it can be one to two years, honestly, mm -hmm. you take yourself on a physical trip. You plan and prioritize and put yourself first and put yourself on a physical trip someplace. Now, with your level of, of comfort with COVID, it can be someplace you drive to, it can be someplace you fly to, it can be domestic, it can be international, whatever your comfort level is, but you invest in yourself. You get a day and a time and you invest in yourself. You start putting money away. You put $10 away from it, away at every check. When you get a little money, you have a separate account and you put it to the side. Mm -hmm. This is so important because two reasons one it does fill us up and it um kind of gives us that recharge but also it's teaching those that come after us those who are looking up to us how to treat themselves mm. okay. it's teaching our kids that no this thing is not more important than you you are mm -hmm. important which is what we're telling our our people anyway right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now we have to follow those actions, okay? So every two weeks, we take ourselves on a date. Every two months, we take ourselves on a trip. And every two years, we take ourselves on a flight someplace, okay? Sounds great. Well, I can do that every two weeks. That's in addition to the 30 minutes a day that you're doing. Look, you keep putting on... <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. Okay? 30 minutes a day. Think about it. We have 24 hours in a day. We uh -huh. spend scrolling if you me scrolling tiktok okay mm -hmm. i lose 30 minutes but like mm -hmm. probably go make that <laughs> <laughs> right i spend you know 30 minutes driving around the city trying to figure out what i'm gonna eat knowing good and well i don't want to eat what i prepped at home right 30 minutes we can find 30 minutes if it's a priority if your job told you hey i will give you an extra thousand dollars if you find 30 minutes a day you go find an hour mm, right, right. Right. So we plan ourselves for 30 minutes a day just to do something that is for you. So mine, I actually set a, a timer, a reminder on my phone that goes off at 10 o'clock every night. And that is my um, prayer and Bible study slash journaling time. So mm -hmm. seven days a week at 10 o'clock, it goes off. Now, some days I have to flex it because if I'm out doing something or if I'm on vacation, it may look a little bit different. Mm -hmm. But I know that 10 o'clock this reminder is going off. I need to get ready for whatever I'm doing, shut it down, and get ready because this is going to be me time. Nice. So nice. 30 minutes a day at minimum every single day, and then taking yourself on a date every two weeks, taking yourself on a trip or blocking out that time every two months, and then going someplace out of your city or state 
every two years. Wow. I love that. Girl, I had to write that down. You were dropping a bunch of gems. Look. Really? <laughs> I love that. Two by two by two rule. 30 yeah. minutes. I love it. Yeah, because it's important that we schedule ourselves like we schedule a doctor's appointment. And mm -hmm. we don't. So if we have a something tangible that we know, okay, I got to focus on this, it's easier to put it and make it happen because, okay, no, you know what? I got 30 minutes. You know what? I got 30 minutes in the middle of the day because when I get home, the kids got to do homework. You know, I'm trying to rush your work. So I got mm -hmm. 30 minutes in the middle of the day. I'm going to go sit in my car and take a nap. And let's be clear. I've done that. Listen, that car therapy. It's <laughs> car therapy. Come on. <laughs> different okay because baby at the office i'll be like listen i'll be back go to my car lock the door turn that heat on because it's winter time right now baby be knocked mm -hmm. out, <laughs> knocked out. <laughs> yeah yeah love it i love it so i definitely love that the two by two by two rule and the 30 minutes a day and also, like, something that you touched on in there also when you were speaking about that is, like, the time management and, and creating the time, uh, time blocking, I should say, um, mm -hmm. to do that. That's super, super important because, uh, again, like, if we just go, again, with women and mothers and having so many different things and people that we got to take care of, jobs, all, all aspects, everything, mm -hmm. and, and social media taking all of that energy from us or whatever, it's... Mm -hmm. We can get lost in the sauce and the day's gone by and you like, I haven't even accomplished nothing. Yeah. 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 So I def definitely love it. the target. Let's let's talk about the target is self therapy. Oh, target is all the therapy. <laughs> okay. Target, especially that one, five, and three dollar bin that when you first walk in. But target is a ministry. And the the of the aisles. The, the end aisles that's that's my forte you find everything okay i'm pretty sure you can find salvation at the end of them aisles too in target i'm just saying oh my goodness i miss target so much we don't have target here and i miss so much i'm about to shed a tear <laughs> that's terrible it is it's horrible but i i have found other ways to have my self-care and you know my time to myself and it's one thing again that we like for those who don't know we're, we're actually connected and friends in real life and so we compete with each other on you know our apple <laughs> Doing after i get off here <laughs> yes and so that's what i've had to result to is you know the, the the different apps and things that they have on the Apple Watch, like that mindfulness where you just sit and you breathe, even if it's just for a minute. Like, mm -hmm. so like going into that, like the 30 minutes a day, do you, can you break that up? Because I know like the, the mindfulness is only one minute, right? Yeah. It's so just like, okay, just okay. one minute. Can you go into, you know, doing, you know, breaking it down? Like, okay, let me do, 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there, you know, five minutes here, five minutes there, or do you recommend that you just do it all within the, you know, that 30 minute um, time constraint? Or not just constraint? All together in the beginning, okay? okay. Out of the habit of doing self-care, 30 minutes all together. Because mm -hmm. what happens is if we break it down to 15 here, 15 there, now we're focused on time and the next task versus focusing on the task that we're supposed to be doing. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. Now, when you're in the habit and self-care becomes a regular thing, then you can you can put it in however you want to. But in the beginning, have a dedicated 30 minutes time. Because what's the reality that's going to happen is you're going to spend the first five minutes, five to seven minutes of getting yourself just acclimated. Okay, mm -hmm. now I need to focus in doing whatever I'm doing. So you're only getting 20, 25 good minutes in general what you'll notice is once you start picking things that you actually enjoy that 30 minutes turns into 45 mm -hmm. that 45 turns into an hour mm -hmm. and that hour turns into i shut down my house at 10 o'clock because baby don't call me don't do <laughs> i call you this is it's my time mm -hmm. and i'll give you for example so 10 o'clock is when i do my bible study and my journaling time 
a lot of times I don't actually start writing at 10 o'clock. Sometimes it might even be midnight before I start, but that is my shutdown time. Mm, okay. Comedy shows. So I'm rewatching the Jeffersons right now. So yesterday I just sat and watched like four episodes of the Jeffersons cracked up. Then I did my journaling because my 30 minutes is really more like three hours. Mm -hmm. End of my For the space that you're in and the, the, you know, the profession that you're in, your self-care and your downtime it's not like us you know other people who don't have to sit and listen to everybody's problems all day so, <laughs> so your self-care is different than ours it is it is super important um one but I'm, I'm gonna be real transparent when i get stressed and work gets busy i do less self-care mm -hmm. 2020 and 2021 have probably been the that I've ever had done. I have been the lowest in my life these last two years. Mm -hmm. and it's primarily because I function out of fear a lot of times. And that's something I got to work on myself. So when I function out of fear, everything is immediate and everything is an emergency. And everything is an imminent danger. Mm -hmm. And so I stay worried because I don't feel like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to make this. I'm a single mom. And so I have a whole human life that I'm responsible for. Mm -hmm. Those two, I didn't know it was going to be a pandemic, but I chose to branch out and be a, um, in private practice during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I was contracting, I contract um, kind of part-time too, but I decided to step way back, scale way back on that and trust God. And I was like, God, I don't know you know i got bills too <laughs> god are you are you aware that i need lights to do my job uh, like, so should a human to take care of how am i going to I'm an old human who, <laughs> who eats a loaf of bread in one sitting i <laughs> do you understand what i'm talking about <laughs> and so self-care for me has a lot of times had to look like outside of my house I need to go and do something. I need to um, get outside because I was working from home. When we shut down, I was working from home. Mm -hmm. I'm here the whole time. Um, when I do want to, real quick, I know I'm talking a whole lot. Sorry. I want to highlight. So Anita Mack is on here. You heard me talk about Mama Mack. Love her to death. Um, she is so dope in so many ways. One, she's a personal trainer mm -hmm. and she's a therapist. She's the bomb at both of them. Wow. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mama, Mama Matt. <laughs> listen. And <laughs> dope at both of them. And um, so I feel like, you know, she's got this good balance of, you know, having two almost what could seem like distinctly different things, but really both of them are very similar. But mm -hmm. She has these these realms that she that she fluidly moves in and out of, and it is so dope to watch her move and to watch her grow. Like it is so dope. Like she's, I feel like she's mastered that kind of compartmentalization. I'm still working on it a little bit. Okay, okay. that's dope. But she be aggressive when she when she be in the gym. I'll be watching her. She's like Tasha. Let me know if you want to come on up. We 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 just let you join in on the combo. <laughs> She's dope. She's dope. Awesome. But going, uh -oh, you froze up. going back to what you're okay. talking about, the self-care and, you know, what it looks like for you and, you know, how to decompress and everything. Yeah. Okay. So one of the things that I, like I said, I, I am really, 2022 has been my year of no. I mm -hmm. have said more no's in these, what, how many days we've been in here? 33 days than um, I probably have in my entire 15 years I've been doing therapy. Mm -hmm. uh, because what I realized is that I have a valuable skill to offer people. I'm a good thing in a lot of ways. Like, I'm not for everybody, but I'm good at what I do. Mm -hmm. And in order to keep that, I need to be okay. And I haven't been okay for so long that I was like, Bianca, you're actually going to follow. When, you're, when your phone goes off, you're actually going to stop, right? That's mm -hmm. why 30 minutes has turned into three hours because it's just 
me. It's just my time. I'll scroll TikTok. I will send, um, you know, messages to people that I want to talk to. Mm -hmm. My phone does go on. Do not disturb. I have missed more messages <laughs> because my phone, I just, I cannot handle too much information anymore, especially when I know that I need to be able to give my all for the six or eight clients that I have coming up the next day. Mm. Wow, that's a lot of clients in one day. And listen, it's not every day. Let's be clear. Oh. It's one day a week. <laughs> Tomorrow on, we got to <laughs> look at God. Self <laughs> <laughs> care and to be able to fill your cup back up. Exactly, exactly. Because it's so important that we do that. That's awesome. You're all of what you said. I just, I love it. I love all of what you just said. Now, um, I wanted to ask you, and I know that I don't want to dip into your self-care too much because I know you got a lot going on. But I that right now, my kids are gone. So I, I'm able to self-care, but I'm able to also, you know, focus on my clients. But yep. I, I wanted to ask you, I know you um, also in that, um, oh, I lost my train of thought. We talked about time blocking. We talked about the self-care um, and making time for ourselves. Oh, yeah. Um, showing our children that it's okay to to love on you and to physically love on you. Um, mm -hmm. Can you can you go into that a little bit more and talk about mm -hmm. what that does to the psyche? And then I also um, want to address before I forget. Also address how, like you said, how it's been with Covina over twenty twenty, and how that actually that that entire mental shift. Is, is is how it made everybody transition to now. So, oh. <laughs> so go, go into talking about how how important it is for us to be able to you know show our our little ones, and then we'll go back into you know talking about Covenita. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so one of the the best things we do for kids especially as black women is we will love on some kids right mm -hmm. we love on our kids but we also have a lot of fears surrounding our kids mm -hmm. so it causes us to shift in a lot of ways how we parent and how we interact with them the other piece is based upon our own traumas will impact how much physical affection we give kids Kids are resilient little sponges, right? Mm -hmm. They absorb everything that's around them and they, they internalize and they process what they see and try to fit it into these narratives that they are creating, okay? We live our entire lives by narratives, okay? Yeah. Some that we are told, some that we tell ourselves, and then there's a mixture of the two, okay? When I'm driving my car, and I see a light is red, I'm going to stop my car. That color has no, does not physically stopping my car. Mm -hmm. But I believe the narrative that says this car is going over here, I'm mm -hmm. going to, get, I don't want to get hit. Right. Listen, I'm built for impact, but I don't want to have the impact. Okay. <laughs> oh, that is a narrative that I have been told that when the light is red, that you stop. It's mm -hmm. a narrative that I accept. And then I live by. Okay. Kids don't know to stop at a red light. They just know that you're stopping the car. Mm. So we put the game red light, green light. Red yep. Light, green light. Yep. So when we are thinking about how we're raising our kids, we are actually helping to imprint different narratives onto their brains. <laughs> and so physical love and affection has a physiological response for the children as long as well as a psychological response neurons uh fire differently when i feel physical safety skin to skin when babies are born what do they first the first thing they do when they're still slimy and have all the juices and stuff on them mm -hmm. right what do they do put them on they put yeah. them on okay because that connection is more important than anything that we're ever going to say Okay. The unfortunate part is, is that when we have lived in trauma for so long, we are told false narratives of like, oh, don't pick that baby up. You're going to spoil them. Oh, don't, you know, don't let that baby sleep with you. Hey, never going to sleep at night. 
no, that's actually wrong. <laughs> I'm not spoil them. I'm going to reassure them that they're safe because mm -hmm. they can't do anything for themselves. They can't even hold their little their little big heads up, right? Mm -hmm. We have to practice what I like to call emotional literacy with our kids from a very early age. And the problem with that is that we as adults don't have emotional vocabulary. Right. We'll like, how are you doing? I'm good. What does good mean? Oh, I'm fine. Well, what mm -hmm. is fine? Because if you don't explain it to me, I get to figure out what fine means for me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put that narrative on you now. And when you don't follow that narrative, oh, you funny acting. Why you acting funny? You said you was fine. Now you got an attitude, right? Listen. Because I didn't. Huh? I, was, I said, listen. I mean, <laughs> example, uh, you know, people not checking in on your friends. And we're seeing that now today. That's, we can go, there's a whole other story we can go into. But yeah. we're seeing today people saying, oh, I'm fine. But they're really not fine. Not at all. Because fine doesn't mean anything. But we do not practice at an early age how to express how we're feeling. Mm -hmm. Part of that comes from the safety that we build by having that skin to skin, giving giving your kids hugs, telling them that you love them, telling them that you are proud of them, telling them that you you see them, and you give them that validation. It's not spoiling them. Mm -hmm. It's how to know that what they feel and what they are existing and how what is happening naturally, which is a flood of emotions, is not abnormal. Okay, mm -hmm. we tell boys, "Oh, you don't cry. You're fine. Brush it off. Brush it off. If it hurts, it hurts. If I just smash my hand in the door, I'm crying." Yeah. Right. <laughs> so we have to give that physical contact one because we need it, mm -hmm. right? We mm -hmm. need that time to just stop. We are so busy. We are built to be busy 24 hours a day. And kids are so honest that we, they just need to stop. And they need to stop what we're, they're doing. We need to stop what we're doing and connect to send the message that says, I got you. Mm -hmm. Amy, I'm here. We'll figure this out together. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm a huge, I'm a huge hugger. <laughs> love hugs, hugs mm -hmm. are, I don't hug a whole lot of people now because raggedy Ronan but mm -hmm. um, hugs are very important okay my son is a hugger mm -hmm. right my son is also he, he's my child but he's a note writer so when he gets upset he gonna write you a note and tell you how he feels why he feels and what you need to do to make him feel better <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like I understand you're mad. You don't get video games, but you can do a puzzle. <laughs> but that's because in this household, we don't do, I don't know, fine, good, and okay. How are you feeling? I'm feeling tired, mom. Okay. Why are you tired? And then we explain it. Okay? Yeah. If I ask you, how are you doing? Well, I'm feeling disheartened. People be like, what? What? Why are you feeling disheartened? Mm -hmm. Just because you ask me how I'm doing doesn't mean that I want you to fix it. Mm -hmm. I just want you to hear me. I want you to validate that what I'm feeling is valid. I didn't say, hey, Lord, come fix, come fix me. No. Mm -hmm. You asked me how I was doing. That's how I'm doing. Okay? So getting out of those automatic, those toxic narratives that say we got to push kids back. We have to um, not engage, you know, don't spoil them. But if we are built to be connected and part of that is just a physical touch, sometimes they just want you next to them and let them be next to you. Okay. Yeah. Now we set boundaries, right? My son doesn't respect boundaries. He'd be like, Oh mom, what you doing? Mm -hmm. Using the oh, okay. Stays outside the door. That's a given. <laughs> do not do not listen. <laughs> Then I get the, you almost done? What? Okay. Wait. Mind your business. What? Right. Oh, when what I'm done. Mean? You been having the whole time? Yeah, you said. Listen. You been Say, saying. I, 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 <laughs> I ain't peed by myself in 12 years. I'm like, listen, listen. I don't know when it stops. But then I laugh, though, because I be doing it to my mama, too. Like, yes. Yes. 
Mama, I got my mug. I'm in the bathroom. Same thing. Okay. And then I still ask you whatever I need to do. Right. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the disrespect goes off. Okay. But can I still go outside? <laughs> but can I still? Right. Right. Good one. Uh, just one. Can I have a snack? What? You couldn't. You couldn't wait two seconds. You need to snack right now. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those are the babies. So just, you know, being mindful of we need to practice using our emotion words um, appropriately and remind, remembering that, you know, hugging your child, no matter if they're 5, 15, 25, or 55, we need that reassurance. And sometimes the words we say cannot be that reassurance. Sometimes it's literally just, come here, I got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we love on each other. We love on each other. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So making sure that you know, of course, we're giving them the reassurance, mm-hmm. showing them that self care is important. Taking care of yourself is important. Because um, yeah, I, I hear that a lot too. In the um, you know, it's just been coming up lately how people are like, you know, the airplane. They call it the airplane theory or whatever. What they say on the airplane, you got. Ask on first before you can help others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Because we cannot, one, we cannot give kids what we don't have. Mm-hmm. So we need to figure out how to get what we are missing. Okay. And part of that is, um, one, I'm proponent that everybody, everybody at some point in time needs to be in therapy. Everybody. Mm-hmm needs to be in therapy not because something is wrong but sometimes we just need to be able to lay things out on the table and just say okay and what i is what i'm thinking the right way am i you know what other perspectives can i can i gather um i have a client who literally every week faithfully shows up and she says i just want to use this for my debrief i don't really want to work on any particular Topic, this is my debrief from the week. That's her self-care. <laughs> that is her self-care. Every Look. week. And then right at that 60-minute mark, she's like, all right, I'll see you next week. Yes, yeah. ma'am. <laughs> I'll see you. Right? <laughs> because it's, it's just very important. So in order to give our kids the best possible outcome we can't give them the best version of ourselves we have to first identify what does the best version of ourselves look like mm-hmm. and we do that by exploring and playing and being um vulnerable enough to say i don't have it all figured out let me go try to figure out what else other places that i need you know yeah everybody should go to therapy i'm just yeah, yeah. Yeah, it should. They should, especially again, us, you know, as, as brown people, black and brown people, like we said before in the beginning, where how we're taught to bottle up our feelings and oh, mm-hmm. you're, or, oh, you're fine, oh, you're this, oh, you're that. It's mm-hmm. it, therapy is definitely important, even if we do just like you said, your client does. I just need to debrief, I just need somebody to talk to. Somebody's mm-hmm. not, not gonna tell my business, somebody in confidentiality. I know it's confidential, yeah. you know, yeah. Make sure exactly. that I, I head too much. I'm not overthinking this. I'm not, you know. Right. You know, ex- or if I, just sometimes people like will say, I know this sounds crazy, but you need to say it out loud. That's fine too. You know, that is, there is power in just being heard. So many problems, issues, concerns that we have kind of in society can really be quelled in a lot of ways if we just are hearing people when they're talking and Mm -hmm. not trying to push people past a feeling and push people out of a feeling because it makes us uncomfortable Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. ask me how i'm doing i say i'm disheartened i'm not asking you to fix me but i'm also not asking you to tell me to be someplace that i'm not Mm -hmm. okay this is where i'm at and so our response is not I'm sorry for you because that implies that something's wrong. Yeah, you know the response is: Is there anything that I can do to help? No, no, I don't need anything right now. Okay, 
boom, you heard me, you validated me, and now we can move on and mm-hmm. talk about what we're going to get at Target next time. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> FaceTime you, girl, next time I go so we can go together. We can walk. <laughs> Look, so maybe cash at you. Oh, let me get that, that. <laughs> Put it in the cart. Put it in the cart. <laughs> yes. Military, yeah. military. That's too funny. Mm-hmm. All right. So real quick, let's because um, we said we we're gonna touch on this before we go, but let's kind of talk about um, you know, like the mental space from from twenty twenty. Like a lot of us still have not processed it. A mm-hmm. lot of the working from home or trying to again start these businesses from home. But mm-hmm. and, and don't understand, you know, mentally, you know again, what it takes to do this. So let's kind of talk about like things that you have seen from, you know, 2020 until now, like how has this whole thing affected this generation mentally? This 2020 is arguably, or I'm going to say COVID um, Mm -hmm. is arguably the best thing to happen to us as a society Mm -hmm. where everybody cuts me out and be like, what you talking about? No, I'm not saying COVID itself yeah, yeah. is the greatest thing. But what COVID did is it made us be in winter for two years. Mm. Okay. When we think about the seasons, right? We think about spring. We think about flowers. We think about jumping in rain puddles. We, you know, it's a rebirth. It's a renewal. Summer, we outside, right? We at the pools. We're at the beaches. We're on vacations. Fall, we're at pumpkin patches. We're at family gatherings. We're loving on people. And what do we do in winter? We stay in the house because it's cold. Yeah. Winter physically causes us to slow down. Mm. That's why you see historically higher acts of generosity in that late fall winter early winter time is because we have to sit down we can't go out and do the same things that we're doing there's a snowstorm happening right now i was gonna say y'all how y'all doing oh first of all, i'm fantastic winter's my favorite <laughs> wait tomorrow i am building snowman snow fort snow angels i can't wait to be outside mm-hmm um but right now the city is in a panic right it's like oh this so storm well the thing is if you've lived in indiana for any length of time this is what we do this is what happens right you gather your supplies the things that you need and then you go about your business right what 2020 did and what covid has caused us to do is to have winter for two years mm-hmm We now have had to sit inside, literally, being separated from the people and the things that we thought we needed to be able to survive and had to solely depend upon ourselves and the immediate people around us. Mm -hmm. Doing that unlocks two things. One, it unlocks a strength that we didn't necessarily know that we had. But the other piece, it unmask all those hurts and traumas that we have spent being busy covering up yes okay it has forced us to address that marriage that has been questionable Mm. to address those traumas that we have repressed in ourselves Mm. to address the addictions that we try to mask as just recuperating and taking off after a long day it has forced us to have to lay everything bare and out wow so it is arguably we are moving into what is arguably the healthiest versions of us that we can be because now we don't have anywhere to go but to deal with what's right in front of us okay okay for me as a therapist it has probably been the one of the most traumatic times um because now it's not just i have you know a caseload of 40 people and we're working on doing check-ins for the day or we're working on you know you have a little anxiety a little depression no we are doing full-fledged trauma work for six to eight hours a day people are coming in in crisis people do not know how to handle and because 
we have to work for home because we cannot be with each other face to face. Now my home is now work and there's no safe space from me. Mm. 24 hours a day, this is what I do. Because if once I get off my call, once I get off my session, I got to write the notes. Once I write the notes, I got to plan my schedule. Well, now I have a wait list of people who want to get into therapy because they're stuck at home with the one person they've been going to work to try to avoid. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> okay. So that, that was on the rocks. Uh-huh. But try to make it work by, you know, working extra hours. You, you can't because you can't go nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. So COVID has actually caused us to, one, have conversations about mental health. Mm-hmm. And what does that look like, especially with Black people? What does mental health look like? We don't go to therapy like we should when really, if you are Black in America or in the U.S. territory, Hmm. right? (laughs) You are not indigenous to this area, Mm -hmm. which means the sheer existence of being Black in America is built in trauma. It's built in trauma. Mm -hmm. There's There's a study that shows that uh, no, I lost you. Uh oh. Okay. Am I there? Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. Um, <clears throat> there's a research study that shows that um, Black people, especially specifically in the North America, that there's actually a genetic mutation because of the extent of trauma that African Americans have experienced. <laughs> Think about it. We didn't get here. We didn't. We didn't take a cruise one day and say, "Hey, we gonna go on a cruise and relocate." No, right. we violently snatched from everything that we've known and completely thrown into an act of servitude, and from there have one of the most egregious human atrocities in history. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what happens? We have slavery, okay? Oh, now everybody's it's 1865, and now there's no more slavery. Yeah, nope. But there are share sharecropping. Mm-hmm. You can't own anything. The law say you're not actually a human. Oh, we gotta call them humans now. Okay, so now we have what? Oh, now we have mass incarceration. Okay, so mm-hmm. we can't uh, we can't call you a slave, but we can criminalize you. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to criminalize you. Why? Because we flooded drugs into your community and taken out resources. And so now you have to resort to now you are a property of the state. And I can mm-hmm. make, I can't vote. You can't do all these things. And so now you're a modern day slave. Oh, wait, people are on to us. So now what we're going to do, we're just going to beat you before you get into the criminal system with police brutality. Mm-hmm. Nowhere in the history of the United States have African-Americans been safe yeah. or had place to be racism doesn't go away slavery doesn't go away it just mutates Mm. but 2020 and what covid has done is to start to unlock that we Mm. have more access we have these things in the palms of our hands we have communication access across the world instantaneously Mm -hmm. so now we have to sit and address the different personal problems societal problems and familial problems and figure out what are we going to do to move forward because these people ain't going nowhere and they in my house Mm. i can't escape me because there's only so much reorganizing and amazon shopping that i can do Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it has allowed us to be able to really have honest conversations about mental health and i am encouraged because i am seeing more black men voluntarily in therapy than i have in my entire therapeutic career. Wow, that's awesome. It is. <laughs> in here. Come on now. Yeah, I love it. So I think that COVID is a um, a blessing and a, and a curse. COVID itself, you know, I'm, it's so detrimental and it's wrecking so many different lives, but it's also allowing us, making us take the time out to address ourselves mm. and what it is that we need and realizing that some of those narratives that we've told ourselves are not actually true. Right. right? 
not actually true. I'll never forget real quick when, favorite, when we finally was able to kind of like pretend be outside, right? Mm -hmm. They're yeah. like, everything is good. Everybody go back outside. And then all, you know, we go outside, all the numbers go back up. Yeah. Because had an event. Um, it was this outdoor, like a, it's a it was like a black business bazaar was a place where, you know, all these businesses come together. And so I'm going to do my regular shopping and my, with my people's, I happen to see a client. I don't acknowledge them because I don't want them to feel uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. 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 Baby. He comes up to me. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so not only does he proceed to hug me, mm -mm, sir. COVID's still out here. I don't know. Back up. Back up. Um, but he also proceeds to tell the people he's with mm -hmm. and people in the area, this is my therapist. This is my therapist. You need to, you need to go see. Come on. Call, Look. Get, get, get a number right now. Get a number. And I'm like, whoa, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. I'm just shopping. And I ain't got no room. Well, get on the wait list. Get up, get her on her way. Get her. No way. Don't worry. I'll send you her information, and you'll be on the wait list. And I'm like, <laughs> and so it took me aback because I wasn't prepared because this this is a Saturday. I'm chilling. Yes, yeah. But I was encouraged because he sees such a benefit from the work that we're doing. And mind, he's done a lot of work in sessions, yeah. but he's such a benefit that he can't even contain himself and he wants others to start doing that work mm -hmm. that's bomb i was gonna say the impact that you must have had on him as a client because you know how we do we we're we're also the ones that are like okay i i'm not gonna try this out first i'm gonna let you try yeah. out how you do or whatever yeah. to get into it and we were like okay wait a minute this is bomb.com hold on like you didn't join this i got you come on I, I'm, I'm gonna share this with you so that's oh, yeah we are as a people but like you said i think it's amazing how black men are saying you know what i can acknowledge that I'm, that doesn't make me less of a man but mm -hmm. i acknowledge that i need some help mm -hmm. I need help and and go get the help so i think that's i think that's awesome and go get it and that is what's so amazing is because probably close to 50 percent of my caseload is men mm, wow and I, I absolutely love it because they're all at varying levels of things that are going on, but they are all invested. So my practice is self-pay because there's also discrimination in, in um, insurance when it comes to mental health as well. So my, um, my scales are self-pay only. Mm -hmm. So I have clients that I've had for two plus years now. Mm. They're paying out of pocket because they see a benefit because they're putting in the work. They're doing it. I, my, my caseload, honestly, I don't do like big advertisements. Mm -hmm. um, my caseload, everybody except one person is word of mouth. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the dope thing that COVID has done for us is that it allows us the space to say, I oh, mean, you got a therapist? I oh, mean, I've been thinking about it. And those conversations are happening mm -hmm. in the house of, yeah, you know, people are dealing with trauma. People are dealing with family traumas. Mm -hmm. People are dealing with everything from depressions and anxieties to I have a couple that are going through the full um, trauma-focused uh, CBT regimen to heal themselves so they can heal for their kids. Wow. It is a dope thing to see as a clinician. A C CBT is couples therapy, right? Oh, no, sorry. Cognitive behavioral therapy. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So um, it is, in a nutshell, what it does, it takes a learned behavior, a learned narrative, and it shifts the narratives to shift the behavior. Okay. So that I've spent my whole life believing that a red light means stop. And actually the color that I've known as red is actually green. Mm -hmm. So that it, what it does, it does thought stopping techniques. Okay. I see this as red, this, you know, stopping when it's green has caused me to have accidents. Mm -hmm. I need to 
tell myself that this is green and so I shift that narrative basically what we're doing is, is we're rewiring how our brain works wow yeah okay wow that's look see so many new things learn something new every single day yeah that's yeah. awesome so it's dope. It's dope. And I, I'm really grateful for people like you who are out here um, normalizing these conversations and understanding that, you know, success looks different. Some people, it's a business. Some people, it's a connection. Some people, it's healing. It mm -hmm. all looks different. And the way that you support people, but especially women, mm -hmm. in a space where, you know, Black women are probably the least valued in society. We're not ready. They shit right now. They're not, <laughs> not ready. They're not ready. But yeah, that's what we're going to say that one. Woo, yeah. Mm -hmm. that, that's going to be more than an hour long conversation. But yeah. You're right. That's, <laughs> that's real life. Real life. Yeah. Yeah. But all right. So that's, um, this was so dope. I, I really, really appreciate you carving out time because, again, I know you have a lot on your plate. You, there we go. Oh, okay. We... I was about to leave, look. I was about to leave a video. Business. <laughs> I was like, I guess we back down to the hour long uh, lives unless you got, you know, blue. Uh oh, there she go. Cut out again. Unless you got a blue check mark, but we gonna get there one day. Um, we'll see if she's gonna be able to come back in. But yeah, if you did not. If you're listening to this replay um, and you did not get to, um, or if you're listening to this and you did not get to check out the live that just happened, definitely go back and check out the replay. It's posted to the page, um, but I was just on live with, um, with Bianca from the Phoenix Nicholas Center and she is a licensed therapist and we just had a dope talk about mental health and business um, and everything, you know, that, that goes into, you know, making sure your mental health is your priority on a day-to-day -day basis. So definitely check that out um, and listen to the replay. Also, if you want to follow her, um, you can do so at Phoenix, Phoenix Nicholas, uh, Nicholas Center, which is Phoenix underscore Nicholas Center. Um, she's here on Instagram. You can definitely check her out. Um, and follow her, connect with her. If you have any questions in regards to mental health and, you know, business and entrepreneurship. Hi, Debt Free Joel. Um, so yes, we, I guess Instagram has uh, implemented that one hour rule. I'm not sure. Don't know. But again, if you missed the live that we just had, definitely go back and check out the replay. Um, she dropped a lot of gems talking and discussing about your mental health, giving also some actionable steps that you can take to improve your mental health um, as a business owner, um, as a wife, as a mother, um, just as a person in general, even if you're trying to build a business or not. She did drop some amazing gems and actionable steps that you can take in order to improve your mental state um, starting today. So definitely check out that live. And again, check her out. Her name is Bianca. She's with Phoenix Nicholas Center. She's here on IG, Phoenix underscore Nicholas underscore center again phoenix underscore nicholas underscore center um, but definitely check out that live um also if you have not please go and check out our website um at legacy.co that's www.legacy.co if you are trying to start or build a business we have a lot of resources on there um, that you can check out. Uh, we have a 30-day business building resource on there. We also have um, a list of uh, reputable vendors if you're trying to get into, you know, have a build a service-based business. You could definitely, I don't know why you can't get back in me, um, but I'm gonna wrap it up anyway. And I really, really do appreciate you. So I definitely will tag you and um, so that you can use that as well on your page. But Going back to that, if you are looking to build a service-based business, we have some resources on there for you as well and for um, businesses that are um, product-based businesses. So the product-based businesses, we have you know, a list of vendors, um, service-based businesses. We also have some resources on there for you as well to be able to generate some income. So definitely check that out. And also you can check out our podcast. Um, the podcast does have some amazing women who are uh, building legacies and building businesses using the God-given talents that they already have. 
um, and they are actually dis where I sit down and discuss, you know, the things that they are going through, things that they've been through um, to where they are now and, you know, just how they got started. So you can definitely use that for some inspiration. So check it out. Um, check out the resources. Check out the page. And if you have any questions, um, feel free to DM me um, here at um, you can DM me here on Instagram. I'm also in the Clubhouse Streets and also on Facebook. So Legacy Builder on Instagram, also a clubhouse. You can check me out at Lori Danae. That's L-O-R-I-D-A-N-A-E. So you can check me out there. And uh, thank you, V. And um, yeah, so all the best to you. Cheers to the day. Cheers to your mental wealth, your mental health, and also cheers to building and creating your legacy. All right. Have a good one. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure you like, comment, and subscribe from whichever platform you are streaming this from. And please also check out the website at www.legacy.co. That is www.legacy.co.